You already know what it is, man. We back one more time for you. Carolina Sports Talk. It's your boy, Big Cliff. You already know. How about them Tampa Bay Buccaneers, huh? Y'all try to play that man Tom Brady like he wasn't a GOAT. That man said he here for it, bro. He the GOAT. Greatest ever. But if he the greatest ever on a football field, I'm trying to be the greatest ever to touch a microphone. Once again, it's your boy, Big Cliff. Carolina Sports Talk. Hit us up. Cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. That's the email. If you got something that we need to be talking about that you want to talk about, anything, holla at me. Cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. But tonight, I got some folks with me. I'm not dolo this evening. I got my family with me. You feel me? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, chickens, cats, and dogs of all ages. Carolina Sports Talk is proud to present to you the eighth wonder of the world. Y'all put your hands together for Mr. Jason, the Carolina King. Jay, holla at the people, baby. Good morning, everybody. I go by quite a few names. Uh, Hulk 721, the Frozen Panther, the Lyrical Laker. Carolina King, all of that, man. What's up, everybody? How y'all boy feeling tonight? Man, they're good, baby. We out here. I'm glad to have you with have you with your boy on the show, family. Another uh, another gentleman, by the way, of from New York to, to all the way down to Charleston, all the way back to Charlotte, North Carolina. DJ High Star Bars. Make some noise for him, people. Talk to him, baby. Uh, appreciate the round of applause. You know what I mean? I know that Carolina King wanted that. But anyways... Shaman, DJ Highstar, you know what I'm saying? Also known as, or been known to be known as, uh, your man Bomb Trady. What uh, else? Shout out. Uh, Wax Press Guy. All right, all right, all right. We are here. Waiting on the what else? I'm waiting on the what else. What else? (laughs) Kent Hayesmore. What else? LeBron Flames. They're not ready for you, baby. We we excited today, Come on, man. With another what else? Oh, you got another one. What else? <laughs> Coach Tom Coughlin. Hit <laughs> me with a what else, man? What else? What else? Coach Dabo Sweeney. You know what I'm saying? We're They're not ready for no more, bro. That's yeah, we exactly. listen. We're gonna rehearse that so y'all know how many I got. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's a couple of my aliases. Some applause next time, too. Wow. I you got, got your applause? applause? You got your applause? It just was a little bit shorter yeah, than crickets, crickets. Now you got your applause. When you listen back to the show, you'll hear it, bro. It just wasn't a fade out. We're a new show. We're we're getting used to our technical uh, assistances and all of that good stuff. So, but again, we are back. This is our Super Bowl recap show. Uh, I had to get my family with me out here because it's a lot to digest with that game. Man, man, oh man, the Tampa Crazy. Bay Buccaneers have won Super Bowl Fifty Five. Mister Tom Brady, Mister Ten Super Bowls and Seven Wins. Mister. Ba- Greatest of all time. Now, I know we got some fellas on here who who have their feelings about it, but um, we'll start with you, Jay Lee. Uh, go ahead and give me your recap and, and Can give me I your... Say real quick, though? Yo. Nobody matched it up. Tom Brady, uh-huh. Tampa Bay. Oh, they Tampa. own it. Listen, I've heard the Tampa Bay. I've heard the oh, okay, uh, okay. Champion nice. Bay. The, yeah, they've, they've... Anything you could think of, they got it. They trying to make that money off of man. Put it on a t-shirt. Yeah, TB12. Championship, t- yeah, the whole nine. But uh, we're gonna go ahead and get in. Uh, Carolina King, okay. drop him with your 
with your recaps, what were your major thoughts and pull pull aways from the game, man? Um, I'll be honest with you, man. Um, y'all, y'all, y'all fellas, I respect y'all. Y'all are just sport fans too. Don't judge me. I turned away at the end of the game. <laughs> and why is that? And you know what? I, I, I'll be honest. I'm typically not the guy that's like, yo, I'm done with this. It's a, you know, blowout, whatever. But I just was tired of seeing Tom Brady, man, just overcome everything, man. It's like, this dude is like Captain America. I'm sick of it, man. Like, all right, you got it. We get the point, though. You're the best. Please retire. It's not going to happen now, though. This dude's going to be here for four more years. I just wow. got tired of it, man. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't see him going out no time soon, especially now when he seemed like he's got more left in the tank, man. As I was looking at the the rosters that he had, man, everybody that scored last uh, last night on that game uh, was a new addition to the squad, man. This man said, yo, I'm coming in. Go ahead and bring some free agents with me. And uh, we're going to go ahead and do the thing. Mr. Antonio Brown, Mr. Gronkowski, got, catching two of them things. Um, Tom Brady said, yeah, I'm coming down here, and, and we we, we going to stay. Even when uh, the announcer was giving him the trophy and was like, yo, so uh, are you coming back? He was like, Psh. Bro, you already know I'm coming back. What are you? What are you? What are you telling me right now? What are you asking me? Yo, so high star. What? What are your takeaways from the game, man? What you? What you think about it? Yeah, um, got me. A, you know, a couple dollars, a little lunch money, a little change. Money. <laughs> yeah, a quiet type. You know what I mean? That type of jingle jangle. But uh, <laughs> you know, I, when I made that decision, though, my main thing in my head was like, at the end of the game, I didn't want to say to myself damn, why'd you bet against Brady? Right. And if it was one game, if it was one person that I trusted to manage one game, and this is the game, there's a lot of stuff that other people have been echoing, but this is the game that they picked up Gronkowski for. You know, mm-hmm. this all during mm-hmm. the year, using him block heavy. We're not going to put him out there in the field, put him at a high risk for injury or anything like that. We're going to mainly, you know what I mean, preserve him for the postseason. Then the Aaron Rodgers game came, or the, the Packers game, and they turned up and used them a couple of times. But mm-hmm. yeah, again, this experience with um with A B, with Ndomican, with Jason Pierre Paul, with all of that experience that they had, one game to win one game, the playoff experience just outweighed Kansas mm-hmm. City's playoff. Not to mention this the I mean, if you made your if you made your bets, you made your guesses two weeks ago and stuff, all of this other stuff when it came into play. As far as like Andy Reid's son, or right, you know, right. offensive line issues and, and, and things like that, but when you take all of that into totality, man, it, it was it was kind of lined up for Tampa Bay to execute. Like I said, you you can't underestimate the playoff experience. Big facts, and, and as you talk about the offensive line and even the, the playoff experience, um, I had an itching feeling from the word go of how this one was going to work, work out in, in behalf of the Kansas City Chiefs. When I first heard that their linemen were down, I was like, well, you know, they got some good linemen. They 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 got all pros everywhere up and down. They'll be able to shuffle the line until I heard who they had starting at left tackle. Uh who they had starting at the left tackle position, Mr. Uh right, Mike Rimmers. So uh as a Carolina Panthers fan, my Panthers in Super Bowl 50 had Cam running for his life the majority of the game. Oh, um, kind of similar yeah. to how uh, your boy Mahomes was out there last yeah. night. Listen. The stats and reports showed that he, when dropped back to pass, rushed for 497 yards for every drop back and sack that he took last night. 
That means almost 500 yards worth of running for his life last night. Away from the defense and away from the rush. Exactly. Now, now here's 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 the big takeaway for me for that. Um, in Super Bowl 50, the same guy that started at left tackle that had Cam running for his life was Mr. Mike Rimmers. Last night, the guy who had Mahomes running for his life was Mr. Mike Rimmers. Now, the majority of the season, Mike's been playing on the offensive guard position, both left and right, um, which, which honestly is a more natural position for him. He's he, He's got some quickness to him, but he doesn't have that size and length. And even though that inside guard quickness is there, it ain't nearly where it need to be to be left tackle quickness. They were rushing him like he was like trying to eat the last brownie for dessert, and there were some fat kids coming through. You know what I'm talking about? And so, like, there there was no way that Mahomes was going to be able to be statuesque or even be a resemblance of himself, even though he made some amazing plays. My dude was horizontal to the ground, falling down, threw the ball 30 yards in the end zone, and it hits the receiver in the face. Boy, yeah. Mahomes is a bad boy, and I know you know. what I'm saying he 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 took the L last night, but we got to put that on the, on on the offensive line. And if they're able to shore that up and get some good backups, they're gonna be right back there. What you got to say on well, that? What is it? They're so difficult, like for me to just deal with. If it was like a fair, you know, game as far as like both teams are healthy, and you know, it's a it's a war of attrition, you know. So it's like you're gonna lose guys every year. You just hope not to lose, you know, impactful pieces. But I feel like. You know, with him being in the condition that, or the team being in the condition that they were in, we didn't get to really see Patrick Mahomes at his best. Right. And it frustrated me because it's like, for this to call it what you call, call it what you will, this is supposed to be the either I'm still the top dog or the passing of the torch game from the the quote unquote goat, which I don't really think can be argued anymore, mm-hmm. to you know the new generation's you know best talent. And we didn't really get a chance to see that. It's like, they have to take the L. I'm not a fan of either teams. I'm not making excuses. But it's just frustrating that we really did not get to see them at their best because that would have really been a shootout between two of the top, you know, arms in the league. But we didn't really get to see that yesterday. So it's like, whatever, let's man. Go back to, let's go back to 50 for a second. Uh-oh. Yeah. Um, think about drawing the parallels between the two games. Mm-hmm. All right? Um. Young MVP quarterback up against Legend. quarterback, right oh. in his prime. I mean, not in his prime, past his prime in his veteran years, with another team having to prove something to the league. True. You know what I'm saying? And was carried by what the defense? defense. Now defense Matt Cam up doing yeah. fifty. Yeah, but Brady did more though. You're right. I, and I was just getting ready to say, although there are some similarities there. The differences are that at that point, there was no way your boy uh, Manning was going to be able to play another year. Tom Brady looked like he could sustain where he at for another three to four years, bro. Like, there was a large portion of my life, like the entire time this cat was in New England, where I did not like Tom Brady. I didn't like him. Uh, I felt like they cheated us in the 2003 Super Bowl. And I was like, yo, I don't like this dude. I don't like them. And then instantly he leaves New Orleans. And, I mean, excuse me, uh, New England is like, Hmm. I guess I kind of don't hate him as much. I kind of put him on the equivalent line as a Tar Heel fan of Coach K. I I, I don't like them, but you got to respect them because they are winners. They're legendary in what they do, um, and nobody can take away their success from them. But I, I see where you where the parallels are there. They're similar. Um, and definitely know that egg was the same man. Whole time I was watching the game, I was like, I have seen this game before. You know what I mean? 
and, and might have gone by that might have went behind me also putting bread up behind Tom Brady um in the Bucks. All right, real go ahead. Yeah, no, I was about to say, yeah, Bob, you was right. Because, I mean, for real, I didn't even think about it. I remember we were talking about, uh, uh, Cliff, we, we were talking about yesterday, you know, the the parallels in between it. Mm-hmm. But mom just hit me with one I didn't even think about, about, you know, that was the, the changing of the guard game. And also, I was saying both games, too, with the parallels, uh, there were a lot of questionable calls, man. I, I'm not, mm. I'm not gonna make any any type of things where I'm like, all right, well, you know what, man? You know the game was in the hand of the judges, but early on, it's like, dog, this is this is championship football. You gotta let these guys play, man. Like you can't call everything, or or at least be consistent with both teams. And I just felt like, you know, it was another classic example of Tom Brady kind of getting them calls because it's like, no, this is a better story for him to win. But yeah, I can see it both sides, but um, let me let me ask you a question before we move on to the next subject. Uh, and this one's for both of you guys. Just a yes or no. Will Tom Brady win another Super Bowl? <laughs> Carolina King, what'd you say? Um, damn, okay, well, I'll say this. Uh <sighs> Nigga said it's a yes or no question. Right, <laughs> Whole time, yes or no. He did say, hey, right, you know what? Hey, yes or no. I'm going to say no. I'll say no. Okay. High star, yeah. what you say, bro? No. Here's what I'm going to say. Not only am I going to say yes, mm-hmm. Super Bowl 56 will feature a rematch of the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will lose the game. I know it's a way too early prediction, but they will lose the game to Kansas City, a healthy Kansas City with something deep, deep, deep on the inside, motivated to go ahead and avenge that loss from last night. But so what was your question? Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish up. No, that's it. Go ahead. So what was your question? Will he get to another Super Bowl or win another Super Bowl? Win. And I right. still say yes. Because he'll they'll I think he'll lose next year. And then they, we might have another uh, Cavs Warriors on our hands, man. Because realistically, even with all of the moves now, I know Deshaun Watson and where he lands is going to make a difference. I definitely want to see Carolina make some noise. Um, I could see the Raiders making a little bit of noise next year, man. But um, I would not be surprised if we have two, maybe three more iterations of last night's game, but definitely in a much better version. So we'll check it out. I mean- there might be some blockbuster trades though, because I mean, if you're looking, if you're looking at what's going on right now, you got a lot of teams that don't like the fact. Think about if you're a GM or a head coach of another team, and Tom Brady just moves. You know, you you know what you're dealing with, but he moves from New England all the way down there in the first year. Uh, of course, with the talent they surrounded, you know, him with too, but he takes him straight to the Super Bowl. You looking at your job, like I got to do things differently now. So you know, I'm looking at it like hopefully they're smart. Um, but like how, like you were saying, Carolina, and these people are now starting to look at what it's going to take to survive and thrive um, at this level now, and they're building teams differently. But I think what we're seeing right now is going to help, like, change things coming up this year. You're going to see a lot more uh, piecing teams together because people are starting to see if they don't, there's going to be that dynasty that you're speaking of. So they're like, we're going to have to do something to counteract that, or else Tom Brady might be running the South now. So they got to do something, man. Yeah, this might be a midpoint for me, but Adderall is kicking in, huh? But look, <laughs> um, before we get, before we, Bob, you got one more smart ass comment. Come 
<laughs> now, because he locked in, you see him? Clearly? Yeah, he with it. Yeah, he with nah, it. Then, that's what, but that's then, what he's then. here for. Right, Woj, we got you, Wojciechowski. <laughs> that's Yo. what he's here for. Shoot, go. So before y'all go, or before we leave this topic, are we are we are we approaching halftime show uh, commercials at all? So we can we, we, we'll, we'll broach that. Matter of fact, before because I wasn't gonna talk about it because that halftime show, bro. I, I said it on my last show. I was just like, I don't know don't do about that. That. I fucked with it. I, I fucked with it. Stop. Don't be like that. I fucked with it. I really? messed with it. Excuse me. Now, are we cursing on your podcast, bro? Or nah, we're, I messed we're, with we're it. a family Edit show, that. bro. I messed with it. <laughs> but you do you good? Just don't do it again. You straight. But Gucci, now, dog. So here's the thing, bro. Here's the thing, Skip. I actually like The weekend. I got his music all up and through my iPod. Like, you know my love could be magic. Um, yeah, yeah. He got the joint that never was even really like out there like that. He he remade Michael Jackson's uh, Dirty Diana and, and just named it Dee Dee. Bro, and it was fire. Dog, I like this man's music, bro. But last night, he's not a halftime performer though for me bro you need somebody with energy fault? bro you need like a beyonce you need so like jay-z's fault last night was jay-z's fault how was last night jay-z's fault bro i thought that was a part of the change the thing initiative that they was going to oversee the halftime um entertainment and shit yo if that's the thing bro jay-z needs his new york fitted bopped off the top me, of his head to me, that's <laughs> why that's why jasmine sullivan and her kind of that's probably you know what I mean? Gave them leverage to give them a little, them yeah. But I think the weekend had that weekend performance had a lot to do with all of the you know initiatives going. Like they wasn't about to add a Red Hot Chili Peppers or right, 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 you know or the I mean? Who again? Twenty One Pilots or nothing like that. Yeah, but nah, it's that weird. they they well they could have did without that last night. Real talk, bro. Like if Jasmine Sullivan could have show. Huh? Well, it has to kind of be virtual. That's the new thing. Even though they had twenty thousand people out there, whatever. But if you're looking for a virtual show, one man. Yes, sir. Right, not no bells and whistles, not no feature acts, not no yo, this person come out for this. No, one man. Mm-hmm. All of his breath, pause. That's all of his breath. Went through the hits that I knew. Mm-hmm. I know the thing is with me, there's mad weekend songs that I don't know that the stands really, really know. And I was afraid he would do those. But mm-hmm. he, he did the ones that I knew. I was vibing. I flashed back to a couple, I mean, good situations. You know, it it re- you know? <laughs> yeah, it really seemed like it was a mixed bag, though, man. A lot of folks see? on social media went, they, they, they were beefing back and forth. Well, I liked it. Well, I didn't. Well, I can't. Yeah, yeah. But now yeah. we'll we'll see what they have next year. So as we continue and move forward, go ahead. Let little Addy speak. Let little Addy speak. Let me get in. Rob, you got one more time. <laughs> you got one more time. Y'all can, hey, y'all can hear me suplex him now. Uh, but either way, so um, now nah, I'm gonna say like when it comes down to it, the weekend music is more so built for like um, back alley chilling and shooting dice and you know jazz, you know alley type story, whatever that type of stuff. So okay. I mean, like whenever you take somebody like him and you take like a, a, a club singer or somebody with more of a, a smooth type vibe or whatever, I would say a lot of people who listen to him is probably like smoking and drinking and chilling or whatever. But you take that vibe. On a, on a major uh, thing like a stadium, I mean, kind of like how you were saying, Bomb, it's a little different because they're looking from the perspective of, all right, we have to now more than ever cater to the audience outside. 
there's not all these people in the stadium that are just focusing on that. Now we have to find somebody who is not going to need all these extra things. Yeah, he had a lot of extras out there and the dancing and all that stuff looked good together, but he is like his own artist. And I feel like, you know, he has a kind of fan base that you can kind of bring people in that's a different demographic that might not be watching the Super Bowl. Now they're in because they're watching this. But if you think about it, kind of like how you were saying, like what other artists could they have had that we haven't really seen already that would have brought a different energy? So, I mean, people saying his music isn't made for that. Anybody's music is technically made for it. It's just that, like, are you into it or are you not? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I get you. And, and either way, it seemed like some people enjoyed it, some didn't. So are you smiling, man? let's go ahead and jump back into sports real quick. Uh, there was a good, some good basketball going on tonight, you know what I'm saying? The number, the newly freshly minted number one women's basketball team in the country, University of South Carolina Women Gamecocks, they took on the number two team, UConn Women. Uh, last year was the first time that the SE Women actually beat them in Columbia. They beat them, went up to uh, UConn this year, and lost in an overtime thriller. Man, sixty-three to fifty-nine. Did either one of you guys catch any of that game tonight, man? I know I, I know the Carolina King didn't. Uh, bombs <laughs> trading. I caught, the, I, caught the, I caught the tail end of it. Okay. Um, and little white girl, man, she looked like anybody that would be in a damn HOA, running around an HOA <laughs> dribbling a basketball. Harmful harmful as a damn housefly. Listen. And she went out there and killed. You say harmful as a housefly? Listen, that's how, if you look at her, bro, she looks like nothing and nobody, bro. But Paige, and she might be on a, like American Pie sequel as one of the quirky little <laughs> female love interests or something like. Yeah, but uh, the UConn freshman Paige Bruckers, man, she went off, bro. She the, the game itself wasn't a high scoring game. Both teams averaged over eighty points a game, but as I mentioned, the final score was only sixty three to fifty nine in overtime. Man, they finished the regulation, um, and she was hot, bro. You can tell, like. And I, and, and I know I'm going to always go back to the greatest man, Kobe. Shout out R.I.P. But just the effects that his him and his image has had on women's game has changed it for me, man. But even, like, you see the players, the women's basketball now, and that's what I want to talk with you about, Caroline King. They The, the mm. game now is much different, man. The level of just tenacity that, that these young girls are playing with, man, is different. And it is not fair. I mentioned in uh, last week. You think week, it's a pride? A new pride they had in? It's got to be, bro. It definitely is. I mentioned in the last show that USC had nine former five-star prospects, six McDonald's All-American. Well, I went and looked. UConn had 11 former five-stars and included seven McDonald's All-Americans on their squad, too. So you got two of the storybook uh, programs in women's college basketball and, and just – the amount of basketball that these girls are playing and just not just the girls, but the players period. You, you got cats who play travel ball year round now, man. They, they eat, they sleep, they drink, they dream basketball, bro. And it's evident in, in the quality of the game that's coming out here. So shout out to UConn. You know what I'm saying? They um, literally, the, the polls just came out today and UConn was number two, South Carolina rose from two to one. And it's likely they're going to drop down. Go ahead, what you're saying on it, High Star? Salute to Don Staley for um, just for being uh, having enough fortitude to go toe to toe with somebody like Gino. Mm -hmm. Not when it comes to just the hardwood and playing the game and in between the whistles, 
But when it comes to that recruiting, when it comes to putting the, like, first of all, she put the program where she put it at and, and catapulted it. Mm-hmm. But then now you got to make those visits into those high schoolers' homes, make those phone calls and stuff. And Gino's name holds a lot more weight, of course, than Don does. Let's be real. You know, Don has the resume. Uh, let's, let's not, I don't want to get nothing. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to get nothing misconstrued about that. You know what I mean? But it's not, it's not, I get what you're saying. It's not the same. He, I saw somebody yeah. on Facebook says that Gino had been coaching longer than they had been alive. Now, you know, I'm old. Exactly. I ain't got that problem. Exactly. But if you think about it, he's got 20 plus years in the game, man. And 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 not just casually in it. There's years that they go without losing the game, bro. So to come in and do what Don's done is akin to like what Steph did when LeBron was making his run. It's like, uh-uh, I know they're saying that you Jordan or you're going to do this, but I'm going to come in and take it. And Don came through and, you know what I mean? Because think about Notre Dame, when we talk about women's basketball, Notre Dame was up there as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Perhaps your Dukes of the Worlds or your UNCs, but and South Stanford, Carolina, yep. Don came through and said, nah, we got something to say, like, and when they when they first hit the scene, it was like, okay, cool. They got Don Staley, similar to how the Gamecock men were when Frank Thomas first came to town. They were relevant. They made the Final Four that one year. And then all of a yeah. sudden, they kind of fell back. That's what I was looking for out of the women's team to see if they would have that 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 prolonged and longevity of this level of success. And again, tonight, they had their chances, even though they were technically in a hostile environment. It's not the normal fans that UConn women's basketball would have, but they were still family members and there were fans in the building. But the Gamecocks went only eight, 18 for 45 on layups, including three misses in a row in the final seconds of regulation. So for them to have that level of talent, and as we mentioned, that's been sustained, and, and to, to have that number one ranking, they had a chance tonight, man. Uh, Aaliyah Boston, I said it before, I'm going to say it again, and I'm going to keep saying it. She's a monster, y'all. <laughs> Shorty with the hair, with the colorful hair? Yeah, that big center in the in the middle, man. She she is a monster. She's out there pulling up from three. She bricked it, but she had the confidence to take it. She had the, and she had two of the three uh rebound offensive rebounds in regulation with that chance to win, man. But like you said, that freshman, man, that that that, that little young girl, uh, she different, man. Also leading the game, Cox Junior Ford, Victoria uh, Saxon missed the putback, and Boston couldn't score on a, as I mentioned the two attempts on the offensive rebounds. Um, they didn't have a single fast break point after Don Staley specifically talked about getting easy baskets and transitions heading into the contest. So it's like, man, they had a chance, man. They really, really had a chance. They're going to kick themselves for this, but they need to go ahead and shake it off, get their mind ready for conference play, go ahead and run through the SEC. And um, I think even despite the loss tonight, because it's a number two team who will likely next week be the number the new number one, I can see South Carolina, dropping all the way down to third, but it, it'd be interesting to see if they're still able to hold on to one of the number one seeds for the tournament. So as we get ready, we're still talking about basketball. We're going to switch gears a little bit and head over to the pro game. And man, look here. The Charlotte Hornets say they trying to play basketball. We're talking about basketball. Yeah. They got the game tonight, man. They, uh, Kind of put it on the Houston Rockets a little bit, man. Final score on 119 to 94. Charlotte is one game away from 500. Let me find out Buzz City trying to make some noise. I can definitely see with the new play- formatted playoffs this year, I can definitely see them boys picking up a 9 seed, 10 seed, playing their way in, maybe getting hot, 
Mr. Mellow Ball start playing like he planned. And um, yeah, no, I, I really think he's who we thought his brother was going to be, man. What you what, what are your thoughts on it, man? Uh, who me? Yeah, either one of y'all. Well, I'll tell you like this, man. Um, I mean, it's been a long time since I heard any anything relevant coming out of the Charlotte Hornets, just to be real. <laughs> um, I mean, it is good to see uh, you know, the ball boy doing this thing, just like how you say it coming from Laker Nation. You know, we had high hopes for his brother. They didn't really work out. So it's good to see him um, doing this thing. You know, I guess being overseas and all that served him well and everything. So, you know, I would definitely say if you coming up under Jordan as, you know, the owner of the, of the team and you're building your own legacy now and you're starting somewhere where it hasn't been a whole lot of recent success, I think that's going to serve him well. Now, as far as how well they're going to do playoff-wise and everything like that, I, for me, it's still kind of early, man, because – they're playing a Rockets team that is kind of still going through a transition, lost mm-hmm. their most important player and all this other stuff, man. So, I mean, I don't want to sound like the guy who's, like, not giving them a shot, but it's, like, whatever to me, man. But I am excited to see how Melo is making his moves. Yeah, so, and, and, and I, I agree. It, it is real, real weird to call him Melo, but, that, hey, that's what seemed to be I'm sticking. Hoping. <laughs> but um yeah nah man one of the things that I noticed I saw I heard a lot of people coming in saying how he was gonna need to change his three point shot he was gonna he got the because I don't know if you ever seen his shot bro but it is it's a little fugly it is it's it's like yeah yeah but right now he uh, in this game tonight he made a career high three seven pointed seven, seven three pointers um most of them way beyond the arc like he was slinging the thing man. one seven pointer is a damn listen yeah listen he got one seven pointer that boy nasty he got three of them things but now nah, he had seven three pointers he finished with 24 points 10 assists and three rebounds short of the triple dub- double monday night or as the hornets defeated the shorthanded rockets um he for the season well not for the season excuse me in his last six games is 21 for 40 from the three-point line, man. Miles Bridges had another strong outing, 19 points, 10 rebounds. Gordon Hayward, white lightning up there. He got an almost 20-19 in the game. The Hornets actually opened the fourth quarter with a 19-1 to run, blowing open the game because it was kind of tight. But like I said, they they took our fourth quarters like, yo, man, we finna go ahead out and through here, man. We got to get back down to downtown, do what we got to do out here. So they, 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 they had a good game, man. Victor Oladipo had 21 points to lead the Rockets. Um, who shot two for 19 from the field and scored just seven points in the fourth quarter, man. But, um, yeah, going back to Melo and Ball's uh, shot, man, his release point is, like, right at his chest above his shoulder uh, and not, like, above his shoulders, bro. It almost looks like he's kind of shot putting the ball, but guess what? As I mentioned, he's slinging it right now, man. So it'll be interesting to see what happens um, with what they got going on right now. So, yeah, Rome, tell them what you think about the game, man. What's, what's your feedback? Well, I think with LaMelo's energy, this is how I think about it. They're, what do they call that, the front court? Mm-hmm. Where's the small niggas? Yeah. So the front court. I'm sorry with the inbound. I'm sorry. You good, Devontae and Terry, with all, respectfully, Devontae and Terry are tier two talents in a, in a small market. Mm-hmm. So they felt they felt themselves. They they've been smelling themselves before anything came to test their tier two talent, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. With LaMelo's with LaMelo's 
clear potential that everybody sees and his energy that he brings, it disrupts that a little bit. However, and then also toward the end, at the end of the game, when Malik was doing his interview, mm-hmm. he made mention to the energy that LaMelo brings to the locker room or whatever like that. Okay. So today, I think this game has been in the making for a minute uh, with Devontae Graham being out and injured. The spotlight has been getting bigger for Melo, and he's been getting more touches. So, yeah, he's, he's coming into his own. Like I said, this type of game has been in the in the making for him for a while now. It's good that he's got the rookie record, and he's starting to get some milestones under his belt. But he, the one thing about him, when I see him, is fearless. He plays fearlessly. Yeah, and that's you know, that's plays, huge. Yeah. Yeah, he plays like he don't really realize that he's in the NBA right now. He's just looking to kick some butt. You know what I mean? Now, would you say that that time that he spent overseas, when he was just like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and holler at this college game, bro. Let me take my talents across this water. Do you think that that time helped him or hurt him? Or what, 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 what's your point on that? What do you think? It helped. It, you helped. it helps you create a routine. It helps mm-hmm. you create a process. Then it helps you to create a network of um, of like peers that are not college players. So your Luka Doncic to the world. There was another uh, French player, somebody that played with Andrew Bogut that he was playing against tonight. You know what I'm saying? So there's a bunch of different benefits that come in where you just hooping for a living as a young nigga instead of balancing that with school workload and worried about macroeconomics or something or, or metaphysics. You know what I'm saying? Right, Stuff right. that you No, you're going to be a professional basketball player. So <laughs> your 10,000 hours needs to be invested in that. So I think it helped him. And I mean, also, I think if you think about it, they were overseas, man. A lot of places they were and It wasn't like real lavish surroundings as far as like overall, man, it was just balling. And, and him being young, having to play with grown men who were trying to prove a point against him versus kind of going to college where he could have been protected a little bit. I think that toughened him up and really made him realize like, no, you're not going the college route. You are already a professional player. So to work to the highest level, you're going to have to grind. You know, I think he did that. But let me ask y'all, what do y'all think his ceiling is? Y'all think he could lead a team like championship status at some point or is he going to be just like a really good role player? Is he going to be top dog on the team at some point? I would never be blasphemous at this point and say Charlotte is going to win a title. But I'm also not going to be equally blasphemous and not say that them boys got a high ceiling right now, man. Because as Rome mentioned, uh, Devontae Graham didn't play tonight. The second straight game that he missed with that groin injury. But um, them boys balling, man. They, 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 they're closing out games and they're, they're being competitive early and then kicking it up a notch. In, in the 10 games this season where they've had the lead in the fourth quarter, they are 10 and 0. So they, they got that clutch gene, man. They, they got that, uh, I won't say clutch, they got that finished strong gene. You know what I'm saying? And, and say again? Uh, I'll say this MJ, he's cultivated young talent to where they're, they're going to become young veterans in the next one or two years. Mm-hmm. And all they're missing is a young leader that's, that's going to spark the squad. And I think that. MJ is excited about that, I believe, and they're going to continue to build around. Because you think about some of the pieces they got. They got P.J. Washington, mm-hmm. Malik Monk. They've got, um, what's your boy's name, uh, Miles Bridges. Yep, and I look, like Miles, bro. He a dog. Uh, Miles a yeah. dog, bro. Yeah, it'll it, be interesting to see, man. Next up for the Hornets are the Memphis Grizzlies on Wednesday right night. So um, we're going to see. What they got going on and and where they're able to move forward from there. Um, but 
it ought to be a good game. Fellas, I appreciate y'all coming out and rocking with the boy tonight, man. Um, y'all could have been anywhere in the world, but you decided to be here with me, and I appreciate it. Uh, so, uh, yo, so you mentioned uh, Carolina King. You mentioned some other stuff that you got in the works, man. How let the people tell them what you got going on, man? I'm just working on some things right now. You know, we're kind of behind the scenes, um, you know, developing clothing line, a few other things, uh, working on some music. So uh, right now, this 2021 is just about applying a lot of things we picked up from grad school and just kind of sharing the knowledge and everything with the people, uh, you know, bringing some sports things uh, right now. Just doing a lot of research and behind the scenes work right now. So um, hopefully within the next few months, we'll be unveiling some cool stuff, man. It'll be based in new uh, directions and we're taking media and some, New interactive things, man. It's a lot going on right now, man. But um, just right now, we're just enjoying, I guess, family and all that type of stuff and preparing to move forward in the next few months, man, with um, the sports channel. We've already kind of got that going, uh, Hulk 721 Sports on YouTube. So uh, we'll be doing some more videos as we get into um, further with the Panthers all season. Uh, the Lyrical Lakers will be picking up. Right now, we're actually in the season with that. So mm. uh, looking forward to move forward with those. And um, even on the social media sites, check me out on Instagram and everything as well, Facebook. Give them your um, tag on IG, bro. Oh, well, so we have a few of them, Hulk 721 Sports. Um, you can also follow me on FrozenPoet underscore thecoldest.com if you don't know uh, musician, uh, sing, rap, do poetry, all that type of stuff, man. So y'all can check me out and we can talk about whatever. Family. DJ yes, High Star, tell them what you got going on. Tell them where they can find you on your socials, bro. Um, at DJ High Star, well, excuse me, I'm sorry. At High Star Bars um, on Twitter, IG. Find me on Clubhouse as well. Uh, doing my DJ thing. The DJ thing starting to turn back up a little bit as we opening up outside um outside of that though i'm gonna be or i've been immersed in the uh in the financial game and stuff like that so if you see any short form content from me online be on the lookout for some of that um pertaining to financial stuff but also uh, a couple other podcasts and stuff to look out for me on uh the blackly podcast and also the bud brothers podcast shout out yeah but once again, hit us up on the emails, cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. We enjoy, hope you guys enjoyed the show. Check us out next week. Uh, next episode, we're going to have the interview with Coach Murray Garvin of the South Carolina State men's basketball team. We'll do a little bit more review of your favorite Carolina sports. Again, if you think there's a sport that we need to cover, if it's your high school track team, if it's your high school wrestler, if it's your local HBCU, if it's your local JUCO, holla at us. Cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. We appreciate you, and we out.